Hi, everyone. This is a quick editor's note from Adrian. I just wanted to let you know that as anybody who has been on a Zoom call in the last three years, either with family and friends or at work knows, sometimes the AV stuff just doesn't always work out. This podcast, you'll hear that there were a couple of internet issues and we had a little bit of challenge with the microphone, but I didn't want to deprive you of all the wisdom that the Spice Girls have to provide. So do me a favor, bear with me through the AV issues and enjoy the rest of the episode. So once you see those chichings, you'll realize this was worth it. This is the Coleman Associate Innovation Podcast. Innovation? Yeah, innovation. New, original, and creative. This podcast is designed to challenge the way you think about how healthcare is delivered. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. If you haven't already done so, please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. Welcome to the Coleman Associates Innovation Podcast, the podcast that brings innovations and best practices in healthcare to your podcasting app. I'm Adrian, your host, and today I'm so excited for you to meet the Spice Girls. No, not those Spice Girls. These Spice Girls are from Iowa, and they're a DPI team that has totally revolutionized their health center. I'm super excited for you to hear from them. So without further ado, Spice Girls, do you want to introduce yourselves? I'm Azimet, and I am Scary Spice. I am Misa, and I'm Sporty Spice. And I'm Erin, and I'm Ginger Spice. So you all are now just a little bit over a year past your learning session one. So you've been all the way from beginning to end. And you remember whenever I sent you all the patient visit trackings to do, and now you've come full circle and graduated at learning session four. Can you think back to learning session one and what did you think about this process? I know there's a lot of teams out there that are just kicking off and they're like, what is happening? Who are these crazy people? What is going on? It was overwhelming at the first meeting and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was exciting to see what was going to happen. I was excited when literally we were given the green light and said, whatever your imagination can think, let's try that. We had a lot of good ideas. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't believe you when you said you're going to make the goal of 30 minutes in and out and chart completion, missed opportunities. I'm like, that's like crazy, but okay. So on that note, I want to share a little bit about your data. Your baseline cycle time as a clinic was 57 minutes when we started back at learning session one. The cycle time for the whole clinic last week was 53 minutes, and your specific team had an average cycle time last week of 48 minutes. Your baseline missed opportunities was 1.2, and last week it was 1.06. So your cycle time and missed opportunities look like from a data perspective that there wasn't a huge improvement, but I want to put them in a little bit of context. So your baseline no-show rate was 25% starting at learning session one. And I've been looking at your data and the clinic has been hovering right around 12%, which is more than a 50% decrease. And I think the thing that will really blow people's minds and honestly blows my mind and makes me double check it every time I look at it is your patients per hour. For those that are not familiar, patients per hour is a measure of productivity And your baseline patients per hour was at about 0.8. And now the whole clinic is averaging 2.4 patients per hour, which is just incredible. 
Again, that has a 200% increase. And when you look at that in context, not only did you all do some amazing work, but while your cycle time improvements might have seemed marginal, when you're seeing 200% more patients, any cycle time decrease is impressive. I'm, I'm impressed that it didn't go up. Yeah. There was a point where ours has been at three patients per hour, which is that's awesome. I can say it's every week, but sometimes it feels pretty good to see those numbers. It is. And I hear you all saying it's awesome. And I guess one question that comes up a lot from folks that are new to DPI or even more experienced DPI team members is, wait, is DPI just to push for more productivity? And so I guess I'm curious on your guys' thoughts about that and why you get excited whenever you see high productivity numbers. I guess I don't feel like it's necessarily, I don't care about money. Sorry to my boss upper management, but it's more so for me and I think probably my team is just the increase of patients that we're able to see, the increase in access, the all those people that couldn't or were taking three weeks to be seen, they could be seen sooner. So I think that's where it's at for me. I really don't care about the numbers money-wise, but sorry to say. I think that's okay and super normal. I rarely have a clinical team who's just pumped about productivity. It's usually more of kind of a dirty word, but I think what you're saying is really true, right? You had patients that maybe couldn't get in as soon as they wanted to be seen or couldn't get an appointment time that worked for them. And what we know is that some percentage of those patients don't come back because they couldn't get seen. I'm curious, do your patients talk about that? Is it easier to get an appointment now? Not necessarily, but we see them when we need to. They know we can get them in if it's really needed. I think what our patients do say is how they see the efficiency. They comment that they're not having to wait out in the lobby very long. They're not having to be moved from room to room for different things. The counselor will go right there if resources are needed. They'll get walked over to the lab and then they get to go. I care a little bit more about the numbers than Aaron does. And so I was tasked to help Lisa and Aaron do that because of our productivity, because of our numbers, we were able to add a position. You were able to add another position because you did your economic impact analysis. And what you showed so clearly to your leadership is that your new model produced so much more that you were able to afford more staff, which is so many people come to us and say, if we just had more staff, we'd be able to do this stuff. And what you all proved is actually you could do it anyways. You could serve your patients even better if you had an additional staff member while paying for it. We asked for the CSW lead, in, which our wonderful Athenet Ward has now gotten a promotion. She's out there teaching all these wonderful people how to be as wonderful as she is. <laughs> it's awesome. That's exciting. Go on. Is, what else? Anything else on the list? Yeah. We got... We asked for new room decorations or monies to improve the room for the patient. Also, we asked for some additional money for if we have potlucks or more employee appreciation and everything. We asked for money on that. Can you all explain what a CSW or a clinic support worker is? I don't think everybody is familiar with that position. W is a clinic support worker. We have different trainings. We wear many different hats. And so we can be a COS and 
chicken patients at the front. We can't, which I've done before in a bind, we can room the patient too. We've been trained to do that. We are also the ones that are returning the calls, especially if they're in Spanish, since all of us speak Spanish, or we have it in a language line if the nurses use it as well. So we're also helping call. We're helping send out letters. We're looking at recall lists, who needs to come in for their mammals or their paps or high blood pressure or diabetes. So we're kind of like it's a support. We support the writer. We support the nurse. Yeah. Essential part of the team. Especially as you're thinking about following up on the quality measures like folks who are overdue for hypertension visits, stuff like that. Do you find it easier now to get appointments for those folks? 100%. It's absolutely better. Before it was like almost a three-week wait to get into Sierra and they were having to do a lot of overbooks. And the truth is once we put the actually committed to Coleman, heart and soul, and we put it to, to work. At the beginning, it was a little harder, but now that we've been doing this for a year, it is definitely, we are working smarter, not harder anymore. Yep. I love it. So you said committing to the new model, heart and soul. What does your new model look like? What are the changes that you made? Everything. <laughs> so I remember the wait time up front was long. There was a little bit of wait time between nurse leaving and me coming in. There was quite a bit of time for me leaving and patient getting labs drawn. Also, what we noticed when we did Kali, and it was supposed to call in a test, nobody really knew we were calling it. It was interesting to find out how many things we were doing that nobody realized. Like, for example, we didn't have an interpreter just hanging up or saying call back in 15 or 20 minutes. Things like that are big no-nos. Whenever a patient walks into the clinic now, what do they find that's different? I'd say they walk in and definitely I would say they get roomed a lot sooner. It's all hands on deck. So if there's a patient out there, I don't care who is available, but if there's somebody available to room, they will go grab them right away. I've been slacking, I'll be honest, the past like week or so about getting in the room to do quick starts. My wonderful shepherds here have been graciously reminding me time and time again to get my butt in there. Ideally, when the patient gets in the room, I am sitting in the room already to do a quick start. So they really enjoy that, I would say. That way I can spend still good quality time with the patient. There's not the in-between time of them waiting for Lisa to leave and me to come in. And I can hear the whole story from the get-go so they're not repeating themselves. I think another thing, Adrian, is right when the patient walks in, they already notice different things. We took to heart common cards for the patients and on there they had some really good ideas like, why do we have to wait so long from this to this? And we're like, okay, let's change it then. You're going to get seated and then get called back and wait maybe longer in the room than you would in the lobby. But our intentions were not to wait. So then we also listened to their advices on lab. And so now labs are taking five minutes instead of 30 minutes when we time them. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that the patients now comment and say, we're so glad these changes were made. Can you all talk about your system for the labs? I think it's really interesting. This is the one thing that we didn't listen to Coleman, but at the same time, we were told, think outside the box and be innovators, be people that can make a change and a difference in the environment you're in. So what we did is we took the lab and we moved it inside the lab. So we got a lab chair and we got it all set up. So now 
There is a light outside the lab door. You can see it all the way down the hallway. If it's red, then they put the patient in the waiting room. But everybody is on the lookout. It went really well. Patients were in and out. And the most time was five minutes. They were very impressed. They didn't even know we had a lab. So they were super excited. The patients are very happy with our new lab system. I love it when I get ignored for an awesome idea. Now, refresh my memory. At learning session one, you all were fully staffed. There were no issues going on. You had basically the perfect clinic that you were going to do DPI in. Is that, am I remembering that correctly? You're so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We all funny. (laughs) No, we've been short staffed and we've lost staff along the way and we've got new staff and we continue to be short staffed. But here we are. Yeah. So I think you guys are such a great example of making it work. Even we know in healthcare, it's always going to be short staffed. So what do you think has been your greatest success as a part of this process? Accessibility. Easy as that. Part of the success is we're actually the team. We weren't picked from different parts of the clinic. We were actually already a team before we were picked. So I think that's contributed to part of our success. I also feel that because our team, like Lisa is, we're connected, that we can actually make each other better. What do I mean by that? Uh, Lisa and I have learned to communicate better and rely on each other more. We have learned through Coleman to shepherd our provider. And at first, there was a little resistance to that. And now she absolutely loves it because when we're doing all these puzzle pieces and you're doing quick starts and rooming the patients and being in there together and getting all this, she has the time to also get her charts completed. So it's really been full circle to see how this team has really changed through Coleman. Yeah. Erin, can you talk a little bit about what it was like becoming a sheep and starting on the charting completion part? Being a sheep. I now love to be a sheep. Okay. I, if I am not shepherded, I will call them out on not shepherding me, but I still allow them to shepherd. I sometimes will sit down because I'm not shepherded and I wait for them to shepherd me. Just to test them. They always pass. But as far as, I don't know, a lot of providers are very like type A, right? I have to be in charge of everything. I have to have control over it. I don't know. Some people might say that I was a little bit difficult to shut up at first. I don't think I was ever. But I think there was one point where Asinat was like, I tell you to trust me and you don't trust me. To just do it. And that hurts my feelings. And I was like, she's right. Because every time I trust my shepherd, it all turns out just fine. And so I think there was one point where she just called me out on it. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to do. Um, it was mostly like when I would have like multiple patients in the clinic and I would see that on the schedule and I would start to get a little anxious. And then I would start to be like, do this, do that. And they're like, stop, Aaron. So that's brought a whole lot of anxiety down for me to not do it. So I would encourage anybody that's having a hard time allowing themselves to be shepherded. You got to just let something go or else you can't keep your stress level that high forever. You still have all the decisions like with medications for your patients, what labs are going to be drawn and when they come back. So just 
let your people take that over for you. I think that's really good advice because especially if you get a stack of patients, like the last thing we need you doing is figuring out the administrative stuff. We need you to go see those patients. Adrian, what I think was great is as Lisa and I got into the world of shepherding, right? I don't like being called bossy. So I'm like, okay, I'm a shepherd. I'm navigating. But once we got the rhythm of it, guiding. Because sometimes Aaron would just stand in the hallway and start fine. Like, where are my shepherds? Yep. So that helped Lisa and I a lot at first. And one thing that I did was when I was helping another provider, she was not letting her CSW shepherd her at all. We went and we put a sticker of a sheep on her computer. So when she came back, she saw it and she's like, okay, I know what you mean. So definitely some providers are not on board for shepherding, but when they let go of those reins, they really see how it's a benefit to them. That's so fun. What do you wish you had known earlier? We were given the opportunity, like, do you want to do this? They weren't telling us what it was about or anything, that we were just hand-picked. She was resisting the opportunity and that was in her faith. Yes. And then she finally grasped it. She loves mm-hmm. it now. So I'm glad she yeah. said yes. So, too, like what she said a little bit was, like, just knowing, like, all the struggles we were going to go through and all the negativity at times and whatnot. But I think even based off of all those obstacles we went through, I still think I still would do it over even if I, we had to struggle a little bit. Well, yeah. Because the end product is so much, so worth it. Yeah. One thing I thought your team did particularly well was work with leaders. And I wonder if you have any advice for DPI teams about how to work with their leaders and maybe for leaders for how to work with their DPI team. Yeah. So I would say like we were blessed also. We were blessed in many ways just because like they picked a team that was already working together. Myself, Lisa and us. Our leader is so positive and wanted to be a part of it from the get-go. And at the beginning, it was almost like the manage- middle management was disconnected and she just inserted herself a little bit regardless, just to make sure her team was doing good. She wanted us to make her proud. And so she was involved. So I would say to management, just be with your team, ask them what they need, ask them what they're working on and just be supportive because we get a little bit of both sides there. At times, there were concerns with not feeling supported by certain management. I would say, yeah, just for management, make your rounds, know what they're doing, support it in front of the other staff, be aware of what's going on. So if other staff start asking the questions, you have a solid understanding of what's happening and why, because it, it doesn't help when management is asked a question. They're like, I don't know, ask the Spice Girls. Management should also be aware and supportive. I think that was the greatest thing that we have Rachel, which is Mama Spice, and she's always been with us and been supportive in whatever we're doing and has great ideas too. And is pretty decent with an Excel spreadsheet and doing some of those and presentations stuff. So help out your teams. Adrian. Yeah. I also feel that the IT members at first we were like, we don't want to bother them or they're the higher ups or admin but really don't think like that take what you need to them because they're there in your corner to help you and it's not really like you're asking for permission 
you're asking for the support. In our Granny Spice, Marissa Dish was part of the IT team. She came around several times for the Traveling Roadshow, and you'll learn more about that at Coleman. And that was really awesome. Everybody enjoyed when that would happen, and they would get sometimes a little treat and then uh, little cliff notes on what's going on with Coleman, and the staff really appreciated that. Yeah, that's great advice. Okay, what advice would you all have for our listeners? Keep going, even if it sucks the time. The end products will be worth it. Staying positive is key, as you will get. <laughs> what do they call Adrian? The ones that adapt, late adapters. Is that Lagger. what they are? Laggers. Yeah, the slang, whatever they are. They're frustrating. They will make your life a little difficult, but you just stay positive. Uh, eventually, it will work out for them too. And I think it's fun that we got to try out different things. So have fun with that. I think how many times did you say, Adrian, try something crazy and just do it? Because like, it was pretty cool that we didn't have to ask our bosses if we could do things. We just told them, hey, we're going to do this. And they had to be supportive because when do you get to do that, right? They might as well take advantage of it. Try some stuff, guys, as long as it's legal. Try it out. I agree with the legal thing. <laughs> I think sometimes uh, you just aren't connecting with your team. So it's very important whoever the team members are, connect with them. Go out and have drinks or something. Get to know each other because you're going to be in the thick of it with them. But also learn to have fun as a team because it's so much more better and things work out better when you have fun. For someone that's thinking about going to the Pullman, absolutely. 100% you should try this. You will just see a big change, not only in the staff, but in your revenue. So once you see those cha-chings, you'll realize this was worth it. And then the people that, the people that are done with Coleman, one of the things is, man, we keep encouraging ourselves, stay with it. If one week, one week we're not being shepherd as much or the charts aren't getting 100% complete or something like that or whatever puzzle pieces you have incorporated into your facility, just stick with it. I'm be with the positive people that like the Coleman as well. And you can all really, it, once the enthusiasm starts, it can quickly spread. I would also say that listen to the Coleman coaches because there's a lot of things that I was like, that's never going to happen. But I remember at one point there was one of those fluttering sessions where you guys said, okay, so we're going to go out and you guys are going to train the rest of the staff in your clinic. And I think the time that you wanted us to dedicate to training the staff was like monstrous amount of time, right? For clinic staff. And never is, that's not happening. Listen to them from the get-go because now we're seeing some of that it's worked well. We really stuck to it and tried to do that to the best of our ability. We stood strong and asked for the time that we needed. Um, and we have seen good benefits from that. But then we also see other places that maybe didn't have the opportunity to take the time. And now we're actually going around to the other clinics and helping them out to get some additional training and try to keep that momentum going from DPI. So listen to the Goldman coaches, no matter how much I don't like to say that sometimes, but they do have solid advice. They may sound like they're exaggerating, like it doesn't need to be as much as they say, but they're right. 
I appreciate that. And it's okay to ignore sometimes if you've got a really patient-centered idea to try. I think this information is good because somebody, I wish I would have had something like this to go by that I would have had him running down these cliff notes because I'm a very visual person. And to say, okay, when you say watch the rooms, like really watch them, study them because all the information is in there. What you're going to be using is in there. And if you have to reach out to Adrian or their coaches, do it. Go to the question and answer sessions that they have. Really get yourself involved and use as much of the information as resources have been allocated to use, use them because that will make you more success in Coleman. If this helps one team, one person, one leader, one administrator, one nurse, it was worth for them to listen in. Very thoughtful. Have an open mind and you have to just put your, be excited about the, be excited about it, be open-minded and make it fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And on Instagram, we had the DPI Spice Girls. And to anybody who's listening that is going to be in Coleman or going through Coleman, when Coleman asks you to do an Instagram account and take pictures and put it on there and see your progress and you know what's going on, you can take a picture of like your huddle sheets and put it on there because then they will also donate money to a food bank. And our team was actually the one that had the pleasure of doing that. And I remember Adrian had to double, she said triple check to see if it was correct. So really get involved in that too. Yeah. Thanks so much to the Spice Girls for sharing their wisdom and their positivity and for making so many of us either honorary Spice Girls or their groupies. I know that I always appreciate hearing from them and hearing about their success. It's such an inspiring story to hear. So make sure that you like and subscribe to the Coleman Associates Innovation Podcast so that you never miss an episode. If you or someone you know should be interviewed for an episode, shoot us an email at notify at colemanassociates.com or reach out to us on social media. To keep up with all the Chispa happenings, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and a big shout out to Jonathan at Bionic Squid for all of his podcasting help. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.